Hey, Meredith, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? Great. I'm excited to talk to you today. When you get sick, you have a choice. You can either wait to die or you can choose to live. And he was choosing to live. Choose life and inspire others. This is a quote from Jim Valvano, the NC State Wolfpack basketball coach for many years. All right. So last week we... I think we successfully tackled a large topic, um, but, you know, Dad found that quote and just uh, really thought it tied everything up in a in a knot or, like, in a bow, I guess. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I really like that because I think it points to this thing that we I – don't, I don't know how much we touched on it last week, but the idea that a lot of people's – fear of death really is kind of a fear of living in a way where, you know, we, we have all these things that are kind of holding us back from living the life that we want to live or living fully or living authentically or whatever, you know, and whatever that means for you. And I think oftentimes, like that quote says, it takes kind of a a dose of reality to do that. But um, so yeah, if you need a sign, this is your sign, start doing that. But Um, but I also wanted to thank everybody that did reach out, um, after last week's episode with encouraging words and just, um, just everybody had such great things to say about it. Um, and, and I always appreciate hearing how our episodes resonate for you because I think that, uh, you know, we have a certain intention when we sit down and have these conversations, but then hearing how they, or, or I guess hearing how they're perceived, but also hearing what they mean for you is just such a special thing for uh, myself and dad as well. So just, yes, you know, much, much gratitude for each and every one of you. And um, to kind of like further that statement, another thing that we like would be interested in if you guys feel uh compelled to leave reviews for our show we would absolutely love that um being that we are a new show i think it's important to have other people's opinions and takes on uh what it is that we're doing because again we can have a mission statement um and we can have this you know mean something for us but it inherently is going to be a little bit different for everybody so um of course everybody has their own podcast apps that they use to listen to the show on um but not every one of them you can leave a review on so just check with your um platform and see if you can leave a review but i know for certain you can leave a review on um i think like google podcasts Um, But anyway, yeah, check with your platform, see if you can leave a review. And if you can leave a review and you decide to, um, feel free to screenshot it and send it to me either in an email um, or on my Instagram, which that'll be in the podcast description. And then if you are interested in a tarot reading, I would love to swap (laughs) 
you know, to send some, send some energy back to you for you taking the time to um, review our episode. But, um, yeah, without any further ado, since we've taken up a couple of your minutes uh, already, um, let's talk about me. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Because <laughs> we both kidding. love you. Well, yeah, Meaning you know. Both, both me and you. <laughs> um, for the first thing I, I wanted to say was uh, there's another quote and I think it just kind of you know it, it describes you know the learning that we have over over the course of our life but it's um, Diana Steelman and you probably have never heard of her um, she's the keeper of Matt Garner's homestead and I, I'll just leave it at that. You would have to look at, look that up to get the history of that. I don't, I don't have time to go into that. But the quote is, if you don't know where you've come from, how are you going to get somewhere else? So I think that just means that you, you need to know, you need to know and grow within your family history and, and help you. Um, it, I think that just helps you. So Without further ado, we're going to talk about Meredith, and <laughs> this is a subject I love. Um, from the day I met Meredith, she melted my heart the moment I saw her, and every day since then, I think my heart has just melted away, <laughs> but Enough of the mushy stuff. Um, you know, we I, I, there's just some things that over the years that we've we've experienced that you know were you know funny, fun, and uh, we thought we would uh, just take a show and kind of and take that route. So, uh, how does that sound, Meredith? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I feel like we kind of. We've, we've done some heavier shows, so it's time to do what we do best, which is laugh, but we haven't really done that much on this show, so <laughs> I think it's a good time. Um, at an early age, I, I, don't, I don't really remember what age Meredith was, but we were, her and I were sitting watching TV one day, and um, a commercial came on, and it was, it was, it was definitely one of those as seen on TV commercials. Uh, the product was, it was a hammer, but the hammer, it had a spot at the top of the hammer to clip a nail into. Um, and the concept was you could, without holding the nail, you could put it into the wall and then hammer it in. It was a great little contraption actually. So we're watching it. And Meredith says, Dad, you need one of those, don't you? <laughs> I, I laughed. I said, yeah, that's, that'd be pretty helpful, but, but that's okay. I, I have a hammer, and, and you know, I, I don't really need to buy that one. So then we just, the commercial ended, and the, the shows go on. And uh, a little while later, Meredith says, well, if you don't want one, when I get older, I'm going to get me one. I said, no. okay. 
So well, I, I don't can't know. Can't say I ever got one though. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. But you really, they 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 got you on that ad. Yeah, it, hook, line, very, and sinker. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was it was a it was a great thing because at a young age I could tell that you really, you know, as much as I loved you, you know, it, I, that really. It truly showed me that you really cared about me because you that was something that you wanted to help me you wanted you wanted you wanted to be better and that was that was where your focus was mm-hmm. so um you know those those were good times um i was gonna say too at the beginning um uh meredith at, at, at the age of probably four is when um, her mom and I decided that we would get separated. I'm sorry to get heavy for a second, but we I just feel <laughs> like I need to get this out of the way. So, again, we, we had separated. And um, it probably went about a year and a half or maybe so before we actually got divorced. But... Uh, Every time I would go see Meredith or if she would come to see me or um, any time during that period of time, Meredith would always ask, uh, Dad, when are you coming home? And it was really, really heavy for me. It was it was really tough. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I knew it was as tough as it was for me. It was tougher for her. But, you know, and my response was, I'm fairly certain. I don't. I don't know for sure, but I, I probably said we'll see, which all kids grow up to know. We'll see usually means yes, but in this case, it it didn't. But but that's okay, and I think it plays into the whole, um, you know, the history of 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 our situation that that you you're probably familiar with and and reading the stuff and hearing about us. So anyway, I just wanted to say that. Um, well, and I'll say too, I think to be entirely honest and I mean, it's definitely been a journey, but to be honest, I wouldn't change any of it, you know, with any, any person in the whole, you know, any people in our family or any, um, anything between you and I, I mean, I, I really wouldn't change any of it because I think it really goes to highlight this thing that I've learned I mean, you know, I've, I've learned it so acutely, which is that um, everything is a choice. And, right. you know, I can't ever control what anybody else does or how anybody else, you know, thinks or acts. Um, but I can choose how I um, decide to respond. And I think in that is also the the crux of it, which is that, you know, we're here today and we're we have a podcast together. And that's just... Um, to go back and talk about like little me, like that is very special for, for me today, but also, you know, the inner child as it were. Yes. And, you know, uh, you know, preparing for the show, I, I kind of look back at, at old pictures and, uh, there's just so many that, you know, the, the little Meredith, um, you were such just a beautiful, cute little girl. Um, even though your mom always made you wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's okay. I, well, I say yeah. that love, I say that in a loving way, but oh, you, I know. You know <laughs> Me too. You, I know that that kind of, in in retrospect, seeing the pictures, I think you wish there'd have been a few less hats, but um, <laughs> but you really rocked them. You did. I tried. I tried. I mean, my favorite is is out in the front yard. And uh, it was probably in the spring, like Easter time, because you you had kind of bright colors, little stuff mm. on it. You're just kind of leaning against the tree, just smiling. <laughs> That's just my one of my favorites from from the the house that you were born in. Yeah, I know exactly the one you're talking about. <laughs> yep. Yep. So let's see. Um, and then. I would have been, I wanted to mention this. Um, it involves my dad, um, which in later podcasts we'll get into greater detail of, of uh, Meredith's relationship with with him. Um, he was known as Pete um, to my, the, his grandchildren. Um, he had he gave a nickname to himself um, because he gave nicknames to all the grandchildren. So, um, you know, the nickname that he gave you was Tweety. So, uh, one day we were over at my mom and dad's house and there was, uh, we had relatives from Alabama. I know I've spoke about that, that family and they were over visiting and, um, we were in the backyard and. Uh, one of my cousins was talking to my dad and he said, he started the conversation. He said, Fred. And my dad said, my name's not Fred. <laughs> he said, well, if your name's not Fred, what is your name? He said, my name is Pete. He said, your name's not Pete. He said, yeah, it is. Watch this. So you were up playing at the top of the backyard. And, and so he says, Tweety, come here. And um, you come running down, and you look up at him, and he says, Tweety, what's my name? And you said, Pete, and you ran off. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at my cousin, and he said, you see? He goes, okay, I see. <laughs> <laughs> you see? <laughs> that is too funny. So, um, yeah, the nicknames were a, were a thing. Um Definitely. I mean, um, you had a cousin, you have a, a cousin that was, um, I guess her name was Pooh. And then, um, there's one that was named Essie. So there's, there's all kinds of, they range, they run the gamut. Um, your brother, um, he was Charlie Brown. So. Well, and I think, so one of the things that's kind of interesting, I don't even know if we've really, I don't think we've talked about it, but so yeah, you are one of five children. You have four sisters. So would that be? Or five now? moms. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're all five older. moms. Um, but that means that translates to a bunch of children running around because, you know, everybody had at least one or more. Right. So, I mean, more in this case. But, yeah, and then grandkids, so there was just a lot of us. And I don't, I mean, I don't really know 
why he decided to give us all nicknames. But yeah, so every single one of us has a nickname. And um, yeah, I was, and actually I was Tweety Bird was the, the full nickname, which I don't know if it's just because I am smaller. Like I've always been a, a smaller person. Well, it may have been because as a child, you just would run around, run, 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 run. <laughs> but um, yeah, they, my grandparents, my, or my parents, I'm sorry, they, they always wanted a dozen grandkids. Well, by the time, let's see, so I guess by the time, anyway, at one point he had 12 and, um, and then I got remarried and um, my wife at the time had a daughter. And so that made a baker's dozen for him. Mm -hmm. So he, and then he ended up, uh, you know, I, I had a son that was born after he passed away. So there's actually, I guess, 14. So. Well, 15, because the, there was a, a sister before the brother. Oh, yeah. Was Okay. Did I not? Yeah. Did I not count that? See, you, you got to help me out <laughs> with my brain. Got a lot of, so, a lot of kids, a lot of kids everywhere. Yeah. But big it's family. Okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I wouldn't have a, it any a other side way. note to that is, you know, I, I never thought about it as a kid, but you know, I did, I enjoyed having a lot of family. And so when I say I have five kids, they say, you have five kids. I said, yeah, I got five kids. Um, I said, but the good news is, out of five of them, somebody's going to take care of me when I get older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are pretty good odds, I'd say. <laughs> so. But, um, yeah, um, I think it's cool, too. So, one of the things that what has been, like, an integral, like, part of us as a family um, and especially us, like you and I, um, is that uh, Pete and Grandma would always take the entire family down to Jekyll Island for a beach trip during the summer. Yes. And, um, yeah, so that was obviously an important place and still is an important place. And it's so funny. I know you have a story you want to tell about that. But um, even to, like, to this day, um, there's certain things that I still like associate with like the family because of those trips. So right. like when we, we, everybody had their own condo that they always had, like it was the same condo for every single family, every single time you, that you went. And um, one of my aunts had a condo where you had to go up a flight of stairs to get into it. And her condo, or her family's condo was the breakfast condo. That's what it was. That's where we'd like rendezvous in the morning before we went and, you know, did our things that we like to do. And I always, always uh, associate the smell of hazelnut creamer with that <laughs> ant and the beach for some reason, just because yeah. when I walked in, that's what it smelled like. Yeah. That's funny because even like, um, you know, your brother and sister, that your younger brother and sister that, Anytime they smell that, they always say, gosh, that smells like Donna's house. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So I think that's, I don't know, it's so funny how smells like will always take you back to certain places and certain things. Oh, and one other thing that I remember 
Well, I, I'll let you tell your Jekyll story first, and then I want to tell you something I remember about being at Jekyll. Okay. Um, so one year when we were driving down there, um, we got to the park, because when you get down to um, the area of Georgia where you're going to go on to Jekyll Island, there's a you go over a bridge, and then at the, just past the bridge, you have to stop at a... Um, you know, a, a stand there where they, uh, you have to pay a fee to go on to the island. So, uh, we stopped and I paid the gentleman and before we're getting ready to drive off, he says, okay, y'all have a good day. And Meredith pops up and she says, a day, we're having a week. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed. We and boy, that was that was just one of Meredith's. Uh, that was a good one. That we talk about that a lot. <laughs> that was really special. Look, I was like, "Excuse me, sir, don't try and take my week from me, okay?" <laughs> like, yeah, you're like a day. <laughs> no, that is. That is I'm so at the funny. beach. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And that is really how. Like, that's still how my humor is. It's just like strikes of quick little like you know, little sayings or jokes, and then that's it. Like, I I don't know, I'm not, I mean, some some people think I'm funny, but usually it's just quick things. You got to be there or you miss it. <laughs> but. Well, so, and then, and then another one that I had thought about um, when thinking about Jekyll, and it was a picture that I, I remember, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll remember this picture, but, um, it was of you and your brother. We had been at the pool, and gosh, we had probably been there. I mean, I want to say we could have been there for probably a couple of hours. And um, I think it was late afternoon, so it was probably about time to go in to get ready for dinner. And um, so when uh, your brother, he just didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave. And he was so upset. But um on the way out at the gate, I, I, I really wanted to get a picture of y'all. So I made y'all stand there and, you know, of course you just posed and smiling and you were loving it. And your brother had his arms crossed and this real mean mug on his face. <laughs> and, um, so to this day, that's kind of like a, it's a memory from, from Jekyll. I think, <laughs> I think he's still mad. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're both, um, we both love the water, so yeah, I'm sure he's still mad, but, you know, I also, I also like food, so tell me dinner's ready and I'll go, but yeah, that's so funny, because I still, like I told you earlier, like, I will never, ever forget that picture, for as long as I'll live, like. <laughs> well, and I'm glad, see, I'm glad at this point that I took it. You know, mm -hmm. because had I not taken that picture, we wouldn't have never had that memory. Right. Or if we did, we might not laugh about it as much as we do. Like, he might just, you know, still be a little yeah. mad. Yeah, but... I, I got that to hold over his head. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so funny. You, you kids, both you and Christopher, y'all, boy, y'all love the pool and swim like fish. And, and that was just like I was back in the day. I mean, in the summers at our neighborhood where I lived... There was a neighborhood pool, and, man, we I just stayed there. 
And and if if it wasn't Adult Swim, I was in the water swimming. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Me too. Um. Yeah. So the other story I wanted to tell you and see if you remember is I, which I know every kid goes through this, but I don't think I had before or even after. But um, I had found a hermit crab on the beach, and I brought it in and I named it. I think I named it like racer or something because it was quick (laughs) I don't know but I had it in a red solo cup and like I you let me keep it one night you know not long enough to like kill it or anything and then the next morning when we went to the beach you're like okay you gotta you gotta put it back and I just remember being so upset and not like not understanding but I'm glad you didn't let me kill the hermit crab by keeping him out too long but that's just a fun memory. Yeah. I, uh, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't really remember. But, yeah, I, I it, it was either that or maybe I just didn't want it getting out of the cup and ending up in our luggage or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, I remember watching it like it would tunnel into the sand and then I'd bother it and then it'd come out. But, anyway, um, yeah, just a fun little memory but yeah needless to say that place is just still um it's funny because it's such a small island in comparison to you know like other I mean it's a Georgia barrier island and if you're familiar with the those types of islands they're just they're a different landscape than most beaches and I think to most people they're not considered like the best kind of beaches like the gulf beaches are like white sand and clear water but to me yeah that's a beach to me I want um you know I want to be able to go take a walk in the old Spanish moss oak trees with the ferns all over them and um you know like I don't know I just I love the I love the the landscape there and like the the way that the forest kind of meets the ocean and and it's not I mean I don't like getting in the oceans so I don't mind the water being murky because I don't like getting in anyway <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's it's a very neat island because it was back years and years and years ago back in the 1700s there was a lot of wealthy um, people that either came from outside of the country or ones also from inside this country that that went and had uh, poems there and um, so there's, there's history of that, like old buildings, you, you, you know, the, mm-hmm. it's just shells of, of buildings, but yeah, there's a lot of history and, and they've done a really great job of keeping it, um, you know, keeping it as, as, as close to what it was uh, from the past. And yeah, we, we love it. And, um, it, it makes me just want to go there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually was talking about that today. Like we, Andrew and I have kind of made it made an effort to at least go and camp for a weekend um, every year. And we, the last time we went down there was January of last year. And obviously we haven't been able to do any traveling. Um, so yeah, once it all kind of settles, I, that, that'll be the first place I go. And uh, hopefully yeah. we can all, all go and um, enjoy it. Cause yeah, it's been a while. They've done a lot of, they've done a lot of construction for sure, but um, the good news is that there's still like because it has state park classification, it has to stay. I think 80% undeveloped is the is the number. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 
So, but it's but it's interesting too because, like I said, even though it is a small island, I mean, there's still parts of it I haven't seen. I mean, I've driven all the roads there, but like if you take a bike and you you know take a whole day, you're gonna get a whole different experience than just driving around and um, you know. And also, that is I think I think it was my aunt Linda, but I think it was the first place that I ever drove another person that wasn't my mom or you um and she let me I think take her car and drive around the island because I had my learner's permit so that's a fun little memory I have with her yeah no yeah and 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 um you have a cousin that uh got married down there during one of our yearly trips and Mm -hmm. so it's it means a lot to our family and maybe one day we can all uh get back down there Uh, oh I'm sure we will now I kind of want to spring into, there was another, um, years ago when you, you you and your brother were younger, there was a spring break that, um, that we went to Myrtle beach and my sisters, well, a couple of my sisters, I guess maybe brought their kids and we went to the Myrtle beach. Do you remember that trip? Were we camping in the RV? No, no, it was, it was, we were in a, it was in condos. Um, oh, I feel it, like there's one time we, Dan, uh, Donna had an RV and I don't know if we were just like camping at their home. I don't know. It's hard to remember. Like if you were being tricked into camping at somebody's house or if you were actually camping somewhere, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure if I remember what that is. I'll have to think about that, but no, this was, um, this was, uh, just a condo place down in Myrtle beach. And, um, it was about the time, well, it was, it was, it was the week of your brother's, um, uh, birthday. And so there's pictures where we did a little birthday celebration and, um, I'll have to get those pictures out if, if, if I haven't showed you, but so anyway, what I, what, what I was going to tell about the story about you on this one is that you, you from a young age have loved mermaids, you know, and, mm-hmm mermaids has just kind of been a theme for you uh through your life i think even what this past uh halloween didn't didn't you dress up for work mm-hmm. and actually what's funny is i mean my hair is red it's it hasn't always been red but the last time that it was red i worked at a daycare and i was the lifeguard there and i had those <laughs> kids tricked that I was aerial and I wasn't allowed to get in the water as the as the only lifeguard like I had to stay out of the water just you know that way I guess I was paying more attention I'm not really sure but anyway so I couldn't get in and I told them I was like I can't get in because if I get wet then my tail's gonna come out and then I'm no good to you guys if I'm you know not a human (laughs) (laughs) yeah my gosh they believed it these are you know younger kids obviously but they believed me yeah, so so we one night we we usually ate in the uh, in the condo. That's usually what our families do more often than not. But this this trip, we decided to go to a, a restaurant, a seafood restaurant that was all you could eat um, one night. And we walk in. I, I don't remember the name of it. Maybe your cousins or my sisters might, but I, I don't. Um, we go in, and right where the 
the stand is where they you check in is over to the right there was this like little water area and, and there was there was literally two live mermaids <laughs> in there in the water and so you know you were just like wow <laughs> we have a we have a picture that we took with you and them and yeah so, I remember that that was really really cool like it was just I don't think I mean I had seen it's funny because like I was very scared of, like, people dressed up as things or, like, anybody in masks or clowns. I did not like that. Um, But that was right up my alley. And I just remember being like, these are my people. (laughs) Yeah. This is my real family. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Y'all can go on now. (laughs) Right. I'm home. This is fine. Like, that is so funny. Um, And, And then, well, go ahead. Um, well, no, I was just going to say it's kind of, um, with like this, this kind of like storytelling, it would be so much easier if we could see each other. Cause like, we are just kind of jumping from topic to topic, but yeah, if you have something else right. to say about that, we can like, go on. Um, the, so then after we had eaten and after we had gotten convinced you that we needed to leave, <laughs> um, <laughs> We're walking in the parking lot, and one of your cousins, um, he said, "We're, ta- you know, no one was really talking. I don't guess, but he just, he just blurts out, good eating, <laughs> and all <laughs> of us just started cracking up. So now that's kind of like a little family joke that, you know, we have get-togethers and we'll eat and be like, good eating. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny." Yeah, I love I love hearing like being reminded of that stuff because I don't know that I knew that that's what that like came from. I mean, you know, now that you say it, I remember. But but yeah, yeah, good times. <laughs> good, um, eating, good times. Yeah, good eating and good times. So one of the other things that I did want to bring up too is that. So, you know, whenever we were together, sorry, mom, but this is, this is true. Uh, <laughs> we didn't necessarily always go to bed on time at dad's house, you know. <laughs> oh, you're going to get me in trouble. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. And, um, yeah, so what ended up happening through that is a lot of the times we would just kind of end up talking and I don't. It's kind of, I don't know, it's hard to really articulate, I think, with words, like, why. I don't know, I've always been a really deep, like, feeler and thinker. Like, I, I think about a lot of things, and, and that can be challenging for, you know, like, a young kid. So, anyway, we would always just get into, like, deep conversations just like we'd still do today. But I always remember that no matter how long the conversation like, we'd always usually end up in the kitchen, which was a little weird, but I don't know. We like to snack, so I'm going to blame it on that. But yeah. um, <laughs> but you would be down on one knee, like, eye to eye, and you would, like, we would sit there, you know, in your case, like, kneel there, and I would stand there for as long as I needed to feel better. And, like, I know 
Um, one time we talked about like grandma passing away and one time another thing that sticks out is like you had taught me about like turning the cheek like when people hurt your feelings turn the cheek and um, right so it, it's funny because you always talk about how you know us kids like we might not always hear you when you're telling us things but then we hear you later on and yeah that was one of those things I definitely didn't know how to like do until later but now it just it always comes up in my mind um and and also too as an adult I can just say props to you because I cannot kneel for more than like 30 minutes (laughs) well I can't now anymore but yeah I could used to (laughs) (laughs) oh man that is that's funny if I try to pull that off it's usually I have to stand up and stay still for a while to gather my legs. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I think, I think that that's something that's subconsciously just part of my, uh, my style of, um, parenting or I guess maybe you should say fathering or, but, um, and, you know, no, it's no secret. I mean, I like to talk a lot. And I know sometimes it's it's a lot for every every kid to hear. But but you always, you you probably got a little more of it because I, I felt like you really were interested and, and you, you did listen. Um, you know, but I, 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 you know, a lot of times kids have problems or the kids have things that are going on and we as parents get a little busy and, we kind of gloss over things. And so if I thought things were important, um, you know, I, I, I thought it was real important to, to give you my, I guess, looking back on it, maybe wisdom, not that it was always right or perfect or, you know, whatever it was, but, you know, I felt like if I didn't, you know, speak to y'all like that, as we've talked about, like, you know, with truth, that that I would be doing a disservice, but you know, you um, yeah, the the thing you mentioned about when somebody uh, was being mean or whatever, you know, I, I you know, my take is, is that um, you just turn your cheek and walk away, and 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 don't let them, don't worry about them, mm-hmm. you know, let them worry about themselves. You 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 focus your attention toward people that are interested in you. And, and, um, it's, it's a hard thing as a, as a child. And that's, um, I think that that was an, that was something that I did during my probably preteen teen years that, um, must've worked pretty well. So I felt it was, it was important to, uh, you know, help instill that in y'all. Yeah. But well, yeah. And sometimes it was just fun stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It, we weren't <laughs> always like, I wasn't always crying, but <laughs> I did a lot of that. Don't, don't get me wrong. But um, yeah. And that's, I think an important, an important thing too, is that um, first of all, that you, you understand that every child needs something different. Um, nobody's the same. I mean, yeah, we, we kind of all have 
you know, we can have the same tendencies or the same whatever, but at the end of the day, everybody really does need something a little bit differently. It's the same with, with teaching and um, everybody needs something different. And I think, too, another thing to just kind of, like, mention is that, you know, we did have kind of the, um, I want to call it, like, the advantage that, you know, we weren't together all the time. So when we were together, it kind of could be, you know, um, like, it could be undivided attention to, you know, Christopher if he needed it, or me if I needed it, or, you know, or just focus on having fun. And so um, real quick, before we kind of finish out our stories, I, I, I do kind of want to ask you um, maybe some tips for any parents that are listening. Because um, I know you obviously now you live, you know, with the other children that are still growing up. Um, and so maybe some tips about how to kind of do that when you are in the house with, you know, your children all the time. Well, yeah, first first off, yeah, absolutely. Every, everybody's different. Um, I learned it very early on in, in having a son first and then having a daughter. And, um, you know, the, just, a, just a son and daughter is so, so different. But then, yeah, then everybody has their own personality. And, you know, you you have to – it's it's no different than anybody you meet or come across in, in your life. You've got to look at – what works for them and, and what you can do. But yeah, so, so now, you know, living with them and, um, you know, it's, um, I find myself doing, you know, a lot of more talking the, the older I've gotten. And, um, so the, the kids, the two older kids, they like to, they like to say, Oh, dad's preaching. (laughs) So, so among other things in this life, now I'm a preacher. (laughs) Um, but seriously, you know, and, but again, it's, it comes from the heart, um, whether they hear it all at the time or don't, I feel, I would feel like remiss if I, if I didn't say what was on my mind. Mm-hmm. about whatever is going on at a particular time. And, you know, they all get it at different intervals and in different ways. Um, you know, one, one, the older daughter is uh, kind of loud and outspoken. And so we, we, you know, that's kind of how we have conversations. And then, you know, the younger daughter is, she's more reserved and, I mean, she's a more lot, lot like you. And I, I find, I find myself having conversations with her similar to, to the ones that, that you and I have had. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, and then I have a son on the very end again. So I started have with children with a son and then I've ended with a son and I kind of had forgot a lot about that. <laughs> so, you know, he and I, I've, I've, he's just gotten to the age where he's starting to sort of, uh, he's kind of coming out of his kid stage. I want to say, and I'm not sure what they call that. It's like, it's not exactly a tween yet, but he's, he's, he's working his way out of the, uh, kid stage and he understands a lot more. And so Mm -hmm. we, we're starting to have some little conversations and he, he understands me. Um, 
but I, I think too, is what I do is, um, if things happen, um, you know, yeah, I have reactions and I'll, I'll react a certain way, but a lot more now than in the past, I will go back and say, listen, I'm sorry, I understand. And then give them the opportunity to maybe explain themselves or, or just let me know how they're feeling and, mm-hmm. you know, and realize that, that I need to take all that into account. And I, I can honestly say that probably when you, you and your brother were younger, I probably wasn't that great at that. Um, so I think what I've learned is, is just kids are kids. A lot of times there's there, there isn't a lot of malition in what they do. We want to, we get mad, but a lot of times, a lot of times what I, I've come to realize is what kids do is just for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It really just comes down to lack of knowledge and they, they're just a kid. Their brain doesn't, doesn't operate quite like ours does. And, mm-hmm. you know, I tell my, my 17 year old now, um, she likes to think she's grown up, um, and that, that's, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining, but um, I mean, I find myself telling her that, you know, at 18, I wasn't grown up at 21. I, I probably still wasn't grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably more like 24, 25. And that's, you know, 24 is when I got married. So. So anyway, um, I think it's just the advice I would give is is be willing to reflect and be willing to listen and be willing to maybe think of think of it from their side Mm -hmm. and and help yourself parent that way Um, and again again, you're you're still going to get upset but you know it's important to go back and, and and reflect right yeah i mean everybody Everybody in in any household is going to get upset. And I think, too, another thing that I've heard I've heard them talk about is that you usually catch them in the car. So on the way to school is when, you know, you'll kind of let them have their time that night. You know, let's say something happened before dinner. It's like, okay, have dinner, let them have their night. And then you have your night to kind of, you know, think things through. And then kind of in the morning is when you all reconvene and like, okay, you know. And it kind of, I think, it serves to kind of, it takes the pressure out of the situation where when something just happens, you kind of, you know, everybody has a tendency, kids included, to kind of want to like jump on it and like, well, let me tell you what my side is, with, you know, and then once some time right. has passed, it's kind of like, okay, well, yeah, this is how I was feeling, but, you know, and you can kind of come at it a little bit differently. So I, I like that, that they... And like they like to, you know, I think they're they're half complaining and half not, but it, it's just funny when I heard them tell me that. Yeah. Yeah, that's um that that's how it is. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm I I love it. Um you know let's see, I d I don't how 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 are we on time or we're good. Um there was, there's a couple other things I wanted to talk about too. Um, 
So if you want to kind of close this out, if you had anything else to say about that. Um, there were some other little stories. Um, I, one thing I think is, is you and I have had a connection and I, I worked in the music retail business for many years, you know, while you were young and, you know, music's a big part of my life and, and, you know, music has become or, or did become a lot of your, you know, part of your life as well. Mm-hmm. And so we share, we share that, which is, I'm really grateful. And, um, you know, at an early age, we, you, you and I and your brother, we would be riding in the car and I would always pick songs that, that we could listen to and sing. And, um, you know, one, one in particular that we used to use was, um, Coldplay, the clock song. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that became a real special song for, um, you know, you and I, and, um, you know, there's the, the chorus or part of the chorus in there where it says, um, uh, let me see where I got it here. It says, am I a part of the cure or am I part of the disease? And so, uh, you know, in one Christmas you gave me a, a homemade ornament and on the ornament was, uh, it was a wood ornament and you had, painted on there or, or used a pen I'm not sure and it had dot 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 the cure mm-hmm. you know we want to believe that you know you and I both want to be we want to be part of the cure right yeah absolutely um yeah and I, I'll, I'll never forget that either um you had a blazer at the time and you had one of those old iPods like the first iteration of the iPod where it had the gray screen which Fun fact, I don't even think I had told Andrew, uh, my husband, about that, Um, but one day we had, he had an iPod delivered, and it was that one, and I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, he stands. So it works? Yeah, yeah, it works, and he stands by, it's like the best one, because it has the most storage, and you know. Oh, I love that thing. I I don't even know what I did with mine, but yeah, I loved that one. Yeah, yeah, um. So also too, um, the other, so to kind of like branch out from that, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I had never really listened to, um, a a band that we share a love for, which is a band called Driving and Crying. And Mm -hmm. I don't think I had ever listened to them or heard about them until one day you called me, um, because you had tickets to go see a movie that they had, um like had produced about their story and then also a live performance. Um, and I said, yes, of course, like I would love to go. And I did. And that was the night that I fell in love with them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It was up in Athens. Um, yeah, there was a documentary done on, um, driving and crying. And, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it's called scarred, but smarter. Mm hmm. And um, which is one of their early songs from probably their first album that they they released. And um, yeah, I mean, so, yes. So since then, we've gone to several shows and, and, you know, the band's not so big that you can't, you know, talk to them and stuff. And so usually um, I I had met 
driving and crying years ago when I was in the music re- retail music business. And, um, you know, not that they absolutely remembered me, but they, you know, they, they would always, you know, talk to us. And so you've met Tim, the bass player and Kevin Kenny, the, the lead singer. And, um, you've met a couple of their guitarists cause they usually keep a guitarist that they'll bring in and then they'll, if, if they get want to branch out and go on out on their own, they let them. So, mm-hmm. um, but, but we love it. And, um, yeah, we have a picture when actually that, that's that, uh, that documentary came out. We had gone to a show in Athens. I believe it was part of that music festival that's there in the, in the spring. Can't mm-hmm. remember yeah. what it's called, but so we go on Sunday because they were going to be the final show of the, of the, uh, festival. And I saw, um, Eric Von Hessler, who he, he has a, a radio show on 95.5 here in Atlanta in the mornings now. Well, he's the one that produced, uh, and, and filmed the, uh, documentary. So, um, and I, I knew him as well because he had come to one of my, my stores that I had years past when he was on a different radio show because they had put out a CD with some clips from their morning show. And so I had met him. So I, I saw him and I said, Hey, and he's like, Oh, Hey. And so I said, yeah, we're, you know, I, I think I told him at the time I said, we, I bought one of those movies. Well, he was about to release them like within the next week. And so he goes, hold on. He runs inside and he comes back out and he has one. And he says, here, I, here, I'll just give you yours now. And it, I got them to sign it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so we got and that. I still have and, it. Uh, and then he said, he said, I'll, I'll make sure Kevin comes out and you get to talk to him before, um, before they go on stage. And, um, and so sure enough. And then, and then uh, funnily, interestingly enough, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I told Eric then I said, well, I said, it's okay. You don't have to give it to me because you're, you're probably going to mail me one because, you know, he said on Tuesday that he was going to start mailing them out. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, just tell me your email address and I'll, I'll, I just, I'll make sure I don't send it. I said, okay, well, just like I thought. So, you know, in the mail next week, the week after, sure enough, I get one in the mail. <laughs> so, um, and I believe I gave you a copy, that copy, didn't I? Yeah, I still have the, the signed copy. Yeah, that's mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so, so we both got one. And I, so anyway, I emailed Eric and I thanked him and I, I, I sent him some money and I, I said, it's okay. Cause I need to anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, that was a really cool experience. So the first time that we saw them was May, 2013. The second time where we got to meet Kevin, cause we didn't meet him the first time. Um, and we got the signed DVD was in June, 2014. Right. So, yeah. but yeah. And then we've seen, we've seen them since then too. Um, but yeah, so that was just, that was a really cool experience. And actually, um, so through all of that, well, it's kind of like, okay, it'll be like a bit of a long story, but I think it's worth it. So we'll go into it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to kind of like get a tattoo for, for you, for, for me, for, um, like kind of our, our lineage, like, you know, your um, my grandpa, my great grandpa, and interestingly enough, you still own 
which we'll have to get into the rest of this like a little later, but I'll give the listeners kind of like a summary. So you still own the watch of your grandpa, my great grandpa, Harold Rowley. He was a physician um, in his hometown, um, which was Harwichport. Harwichport, <laughs> Massachusetts. Which is part um, of uh, the Cape. Yeah, a part of the Cape. Um, and he actually, again, we'll get into like the full story later, but he was a physician, like an all-around physician. There weren't specialists back in the day. And so that means that with that watch that actually is like a shake battery, it doesn't have like a, a real battery in it that you replace it. You just shake it to get it to work. And so it still works today. And I think you still wear it. But yeah, mm-hmm. he would he would time births and deaths with that watch. And it's just a very special um, very special like heirloom, I guess you would call it at this point. Um, and so you actually let me take the watch in to the tattoo shop and I had the artist like draw it up. And then I had him, it was funny too. Cause I told him I, he was like, so you want this around your wrist? And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, no. Um, I want it like on my thigh, just kind of like straightened out as if you were just kind of like holding the top of it and letting it being flat. And he kind of like, I think he kind of, I don't know, he didn't get it. But then I think after he finished the piece, he was like, okay, that's cool. Cause I ended up telling him about it. But yeah, so it says scarred, but smarter, which is a song from, you know, the driving and crying band, um, which, which again, really is kind of the whole like theme of the podcast and like our life and or my life and I think your life too, which is that, you know, we all have things that kind of aren't ideal or things that maybe originally we wish we could change, but then through that and through healing it, I think we realize that we're all better for it. So yeah, you know, scarred, but smarter at the end of it. Um, And then the other thing that ties back into that song clocks is that for a long time, I did kind of want, you know, some of that like song tattooed on me somewhere but it just became evident then like I love all the lyrics in it so I couldn't pick just one thing so it kind of worked out perfectly that the the family heirloom was a watch also known as a clock (laughs) um you know and I was able to do that so that's like one one side of like one side of it and then if I can too just because we're already talking about tattoos this is kind of cool um and I don't know if I've ever really told you the entire like full story of why I did it but um one of my other tattoos that I really love I'm I, you'll you'll learn this about me if you haven't already I am a person that I assign meaning to anything and everything that I can because I think it's a special way to live your life um right you know, you don't have to agree, but for me, I just, I like doing that. So for me, tattoos really are kind of a way to uh, have my heart on my sleeve. Um, and so the other tattoo is, um, it's like, it's a mountain. And then as the mountain range kind of starts to taper off on each side, it's an EKG reading, um, which is like, if I'm sure everybody knows what that is, but just in case, um, you know, when you're in the hospital, they hook you up to the EKG reader so that they can know what your heart, like the electrical pulse of your heart is. Um, and underneath that is a song from a band, my other, one of my other favorite bands called The Main, and the song is called Unlost. Um, 
And that one I got because I had always wanted your EKG reading tattooed on me from, like, while you were in the hospital. But I think it became clear to me, too, that, like, I don't don't know that I would have been able to get that record. And also, like, it's all about intention. So (laughs) that's what it means to me. But also, like, just life in general and, you know, um, my life and everything. But then Unlost being that, you know... I don't think we're ever truly lost. I think that, um, you know, life is a series of decisions and you can either stop where you're at and, you know, fall back down the mountain or, or set up camp where you are, or yeah. you can just decide that you're, you're never lost and you're never like a lost cause. And, you know, the, I think that again, kind of interestingly enough, at the end of this episode, I feel like I'm finishing tying the bow from the last episode which which is that uh you know nothing is ever the end of your life there can be moments that are hard moments or like ground shaking moments or you know they're very challenging but then I think through that it's like um you're never in the dark and you're never truly alone like you know the sun will come up in the morning that's always been kind of a theme for me anyway so Right. All of that to say, that's kind of like the meaning of my other tattoo is like, you know, there's never, um, yeah, there's just never a reason to like quit or never a reason to not live. I mean, and we can get in, into it on a later episode because I know, I know that like that might sound kind of like, what's the word, uh, like too simplistic or like that I'm negating that depression is real I'm absolutely not because like you know been there but um yeah I don't know I just I think that's an important thing to kind of keep uh in your in the forefront of your mind and in your heart and I think that's why I've chosen to have those you know those words tattooed on me forever like scarred but smarter and you know unlost like I'm never truly lost right and and you know I'm really honored that you know, for all those reasons that, that, you know, you have those tattoos and what they mean. Um, while you were talking, it kind of, and again, this is a quote, and I, I do not have any clue where I saw it or who maybe said it. But the, the quote is, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Yeah. And, and what I take from that is, I think, the belief that you and I have is that listen there's no wrong way there's left right um and everything that you do you're it's going to be the right way and and everything's great or maybe it was wasn't such the right way but you learn a lesson in the path and that probably helps you out more than going the right way yeah which I also would add to that I think I mean I I don't I don't think there are any mistakes. I mean, you know, sure, like you said, there's things that had you done something different, you know, if things would have panned out quicker or, um, you know, whatever. But, but um, yeah, I think that there's just truly no mistakes. And um, I think my, my experiences in my life, like, the, 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 they've just kind of been a testament to that. So I think it is kind of about what you believe in. And I guess since I believe that that's the, um, 
evidence that I find is that, you know, even if I take kind of the, the winding road instead of the straight road, like I always learn something out of it. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, I don't know. Yeah, I think what you said, too, is that, you know, everything everything is a lesson. I mean, if we look at, I don't know, I think a good place maybe to end is like, look at the people that um, were born with everything that they could ever have. And um, are they truly happy? You know, I don't know, because I'm not those people. But I can tell you from from just accounts that I've heard is that, you know, people kind of get to that top of the mountain, as it were, they, you know, they have everything they need and more and then they kind of realize like well this is empty um but the the people that kind of have formed under pressure you know again this is like a a a saying that is common but the people that form under pressure I think they kind of end up with the diamonds yeah and yeah um a real deep true love yeah yeah absolutely well, I, I've had a great time talking about you. I, I didn't even it didn't it just didn't seem like that. So um awesome. Yeah. Well, um all right. Then I guess um it's time for us to say goodbye. So if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Um again, if you decide you'd like to review the podcast, um please do let me know. Send me a screenshot. I will um, give you a reading if you'd like. If not, that's okay too. We appreciate you just the same. And until next time. I look forward to our next conversation. Love you. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye. All right. You thought that you were finished with today's episode, but you're not. Um, (laughs) so, (laughs) I had promised on my Instagram, well, no, I asked if everybody wanted to hear about the gift that um, you had made me for my bridal shower, and everybody answered with a resounding yes. So, um, yeah, I guess if you want to talk about how you came about that, like, decision to make that gift for me, and, you know. Yeah, sure. Um so, you know, your your brother was married um, a while back, and, um, you know, a son's marriage is quite different. Like I've mentioned before, the sons and daughters just are very different. So you, of course, were my first daughter to um, experience, you know, getting married, and, and so that was my first experience with having a daughter get married. So I had no experience <laughs> in that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I just racked my brain about, you know, what could I get you? What could I get you? And um, one day I just was thinking about looking at pictures. I uh, And I just started thinking to myself that, you know, pictures, pictures uh, in this day and age, you know, well, when I was a kid, you know, my parents and we, we would take pictures and then we would have them developed. And mm-hmm. that was the only way you could see them. I mean, there was no, you, you know, that was it. So, 
you know, that's why I have pictures from the past and, and I love them. I like looking at them. I, it brings back memories. Um, you know, like we talk about how we love the memories and, and talking about, um, you know, our, our parents, grandparents and things. So, um, I just got thinking, well, in this day and age, most pictures aren't printed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, probably a few people that do that, but I know I don't. I, I started out when I guess the cell phone started becoming a thing and that's where you took your pictures. Um, I started thinking, you know, I should print these things out. Well, it becomes, you know, you take many, 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 many pictures, you know, mm-hmm. again, back in the day, you didn't take as many because, you know, the ro- the, fil- the roll of film only had 15 pictures, 24, 36 and when you're out, you're out, unless you had more film. So, you know, it's quite different nowadays. But so, and then, and then you take so many that you, you wouldn't just go print them all. So you have to like look through them. So it's it's a it's a big process. It's a big undertaking. And then on top of that, you know, you, you got to find where they all are. But so anyway, to get back to the thought. So I was thinking because you you came along in that era where it was switched over to this type of format where, you know, about the only pictures that you had for real um, were ones that, you know, maybe your mom had decided to go have them made or, you know, we'd had some made in the past several years of, of all the kids. And so 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 I thought. Well, that'd be pretty interesting to to get a hold of as many pictures that I possibly could that had you in them. And um, the reason was because, you know, when you get married, it's it's moving to a different stage in your life. You, you know, you had you had started elementary school and then you went to middle school and then you went to high school and then you graduated and, you know, and then you move on. Well, you know, marriage is a big step. It's a, it's probably the biggest life change you'll have. Um, I think uh, over and above maybe graduating or whatever else. So, so it's almost like stepping into a new world or stage of your life. So I thought, well, if I could get a hold of as many pictures and print them and then give them to her, you know, not that she would, you know, necessarily sit and look at them all at one time, but she would have them and they would be, it would be like a history, you know, book, a little history book for her and to look back and have all the memories. And, and again, like I mentioned um, at the beginning of the show, um, about, you know, you, how can you go forward if you don't know where you've been? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, I just thought of that, but anyway, so yeah, that's, that's really the concept behind it. And, and, you know, I, I, I just thought, well, this is really neat. I, you know, and, you know, and so I just did it and, um, you know, and I, I, I think we've talked. I mean, I think it's something that that it's it's going to be a um, a tradition that I do, you know, for my other two daughters. And um, so I, I didn't really know. I I'm not really sure that I 
what I thought your reaction would be, but, um, so yeah, so I printed them and then we, you had that shower and you were nice enough to let your old man come. <laughs> Usually <laughs> showers. Wouldn't have it just, any other way. So, you know, we, uh, you know, most showers are just the, the women and stuff, but you know, you allowed, allowed me and, and Andrew to be there and, and I was really honored. So, so that, that's how that came about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and it's funny. I don't even know if you ever really knew this or if I even told you this when you gave me the gift, but one of my favorite things that I would do at mom's house, um, is look through all of the photo albums that she had. Cause she was very good at, you know, she would go and she'd get her, uh, pictures, uh, what is it called? Developed. Developed. Yeah. Printed. And she would, um, you know, write captions in them. And it wasn't scrapbooking in like, you know, some big fantastical way, but it was yeah. just, you know, putting the photos in the albums and, um, and I would just spend hours and hours combing through them. And I just, I loved seeing everyone's lives before I was born. So, and I hadn't really done that since, you know, since living at home. Well, really probably years, like, in my early teens is the last time that I ever really did it. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it was just so special and it's still been special. Like I have them, um, I have them up on a shelf in my closet and I took them down not even, I don't know, a couple months ago. So, you know, recently we got married in 2018. Um, so yeah, it's that long. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be, it'll be two years. Um, May 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, yeah, um, so, so it's your anniversary month coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's, it was just such a special, a special thing to, to have. And I don't know if I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but, um, my husband and I are photographers as well. So it was, it's kind of even that much more special because that really is our mission statement as well is that, you know, everybody deserves pictures of, of those pivotal moments in their lives and even the moments in between. And, um, you know, yeah, we definitely, we definitely tell people, get your pictures printed. Like it's, it -hmm. is important to, to fill your walls with, with that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just really, I'm still very grateful for that gift. And it was, it was directly from the heart. And that is, you know, I, I totally appreciate that stuff. So, so yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, I, I was I was excited that you enjoyed it, and um, so that's that's the story. Mm-hmm. That's um, the story, and we're sticking to it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you um, for joining me to for this little addendum, so we could tack it on this week's episode, and um, I guess we'll sign off again. So until next time. All right. I look forward to our next conversation. Love you. (laughs) All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye.